Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. It's uh, Wisconsin week for the Michigan football team. Big 10 play starts. Uh, but first, you know, I want to give a little bit of a plug here to some work uh, at MLive.com by, by this crew uh, putting together our gym project on Jim Harbaugh's era to date um, at Michigan. Kind of look back um, at the, you know, the four previous years. This is year number five. Um, sort of his performance on the field, uh, performance off the field as far as recruiting and, uh, you know, expenditures and, and kind of the money that he's bringing into the program. Um, we can, you know, compare them to, you know, the rivals within the Big Ten and some of the more, you know, prominent teams nationally. Uh, got a lot of, you know, a lot of documents that we requested through, you know, Freedom of Information Act requests, uh, you know, financial and otherwise to kind of put this together. So it was a, it was a long, long time coming, but it is out uh, starting today, Tuesday. It's been the, the first few stories have been published. There will be more to come. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, something Aaron and I and, and others here at MLive uh, worked on. Um, so, yeah. For me, reading it for the first time, because I mean, yeah, you guys put it together and I was, I knew you were working on it, but just to, to actually read it today and and the main thing that stood, stood out to me was how much more Michigan spends on recruiting than Ohio State does. And every year, besides this past year, um, in 2019, under Harbaugh, Ohio State has had a higher ranked recruiting classes. To me, that's that was a big uh, eye-opener in, in your guys' piece. Yeah, I think in the four or five years I've looked at, I mean, Michigan outspent many of their, you know, at least – Big Ten counterparts, whether it was Michigan State, Ohio State, and recruiting, and I think the one year specifically I mentioned the story was it 2016 or 2017. They almost it was by a two to one margin. Uh, so clearly, Michigan's been, spe- been spending a lot on recruiting. Uh, you know, we were talking about before we went on the air re- to record this, but you know, when Jim Harbaugh was first hired here at Michigan in, in December 2014, it was you know it's, it's a new regime. It's Michigan has the money to spend, uh, and they spend it right away. You know, Andrew brought up the point that you know they were doing those satellite camps early on, and I have to think that those factored in. Uh, but they also, at the same token, you know, when you have a new coaching staff and, you know, a budget the, the, the size that Michigan does that, you know, you're almost given free reign. You can go wherever and you want to you want to implant yourself and, you know, f- develop those, those, those you know, those relationships around the country and everything else. And it sounds like that's what they were doing early on. Now, I think lately Michigan's done a better job of, you know, of, of I guess, honing in on, on, you know, a recruiting plan. Uh, you know, they've, got, they've constantly had new coaches come in and out on, on the staff. Um, so I think they, they've kind of, you know, done a better job with that regard, but they're still going all over the country. They're still flying to Texas and California, and they've had they had a couple of recruiting trips to Europe. So that, you know, that adds up from an expense standpoint. And, and it's not like they've had poor recruiting classes. I mean, a few of them have ranked in the in the top ten nationally. Um, it's just, I mean, to, to spend all those resources and still be um, not number the number one dog in the Big Ten is quite surprising. But, yeah, by no means it's – do I think Harbaugh is lacking on the recruiting trail? Sure. I think they're still getting some um, some quality quality players into into on the campus. So. Yeah, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with spending that money. They got it. They spend right. it. Um, and yeah, we certainly looked at you know tried to uh, quantify some of the money that he's bringing into the program. It's, it's it's not always easy. And we point out you know kind of attributing that to just one person, the head coach. Uh, you know, but we did our best to try to tease that out. So. Yeah, I hope hope people will give that a read at mlive.com slash Wolverines. Yeah, um, I mean, if you go look at the numbers, I'm looking at the charts right now. I mean, at the end of the Brady Oak era, the football programs, you know, generally bringing in around, you know, late 80s, early 
80 to 90 million dollars a year you know since Harbaugh's gotten here the football program the last year we looked at 2017 2018 you know the football program itself generated 124 million dollars in revenue that's incredible so and then compare that the end of Brady Hoke's tenure in 2015 it was 88 million dollars so it's I mean that's a 35 million dollar increase at least that's a lot of super loaded milkshakes being sold at Michigan Stadium <laughs> it is so I mean they're bringing that and that's the crux of the story I mean they're Michigan that Michigan football program is bringing in a lot of money they're doing very well they're swimming in cash they, they generate a lot of money for the athletic department uh, you know and they've had a lot of wins but had those wins um, are they are they are they enough for the Michigan fan base right. so Aaron Ryan has Jim Harbaugh been a success so far at Michigan that's, that's I, I asked that question, yeah. you know, tongue in cheek to a certain extent, because it's one that, you know, is is, is kind of impossible to answer. Yeah, it has uh, a different answer to different people. I, exactly. And, it depends uh, on what you're I, looking for. I yeah. will say I don't think I don't think anyone it would be hard to see anyone else having more success than him. And okay. or like retrowise because I mean sure. up, Brady Hoke was pretty highly touted or thought of coming in. I'm mean, saying with like Rich Rodriguez and they just did not produce the results. At least Harbaugh's been consistent with the amount of wins he's produced. Yeah, one in nine against top ten opponents is isn't very good. But I mean, how many other programs in the country have a good record against top ten opponents? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't. It's I think it would be hard for uh, a Michigan team to be elite again, especially when there's like Clemson's and Alabama's and Georgia's of the world that are just dominating the recruiting game. But I think to be in the conversation for Big Ten titles every year is at least a step up from uh, where they were in the past. 10 years before that so yeah I, I, to go off what you said you know i think i this again this is my opinion when you put things in the context and start comparing you know I, I think michigan you know they under jim harbaugh they have been a success now you could say that maybe he hasn't lived up to expectations some folks have thought you know when, when, when he was hired i think folks had this general general opinion that michigan was going to be you know national champion again the big 10 champion again you know and has he gotten there no um, right. But they, they've been on the cusp. They, they've been, you know, a couple of years here now, they've, they've been in position to get there. They just haven't, he hasn't gotten over, I guess, the hump. He hasn't gotten them there yet. Uh, he's, he's close. They're, they're knocking on that ceiling or whatever you, whatever term you want to use. They just haven't gotten through there yet. Yeah, there are some things that are subjective and open to some interpretation, and you get different people can have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, different opinions on it with no one really being wrong. Uh, but, but, you know, one of those things that, that isn't is – you know, a win, a win versus a loss against Ohio State. It hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Haven't gotten to the Big Ten championship, the playoff yet. So those things just, they just haven't happened. You can't argue that. Yeah. Uh, and and that's that's the knock. Um, yeah, and but, and if folks, have, you know, fans of opinions and everything else. And I always remind folks that at the end of the day, the old the, the people that, that that really matter when it comes to Jim Harbaugh's job is the, the administrators and his boss at the University of Michigan. And so far, they think he's done a very good job. You know, they think he's been satisfactory. Uh, revenue continues to come in. I always remind folks that Michigan still remains one of the most watched uh, football programs in the country on television. Mm-hmm. They're still selling a lot of T-shirts and tickets. They're still they travel, the big they house. travel well. They travel well. Uh, Jim Har- and Jim Harbaugh still generates headlines and interest online and television. Uh, so from that standpoint, he's been a smashing, I, think, I would say, a box office smash. You know, smashing success. Um, so, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, Michigan's done very well. They, they, I think they would do well without Jim Harbaugh. They did well without Jim Harbaugh before. Uh, but he's, I think, brought them up to another level. And, you know. But trying to get to that yeah, it's, extra it's level. Getting to that Alabama-Clemson <laughs> level is, is, the, is a difficult task. And like, like you pointed out, Ryan, you know, very few teams have gotten to that point in the last decade or so. Uh, 
you know, will Michigan get there? I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, this last thing, we can, we will move to Wisconsin here. I would say, you know, as Ryan pointed out, the hire itself would be really hard to, to knock that. I mean, as far as, okay, let's look at his, tra- let's look at his track. Let's go back five years, look at his track record, you know, survey the country for any coach you want. Um, I mean, he would have, he was the guy that you would, you would have chosen, you know, obviously his Michigan ties, but his, his success as a coach, you know, at various places, um, you know, he had won, um, you know, he won one big at Stanford, uh, you know, and continued that in the NFL. Um, and then obviously the Michigan ties, you know, the same necessarily could not be said of his, you know, two predecessors. I mean, Brady Hope did not have the track record. He had the Michigan ties and there was, you know, excitement of a, of a homecoming to a certain extent. And he recruited well initially, but um, he just didn't really have the success as a head coach necessarily to warrant that jump to Michigan. And Rich Rodriguez had that recent success, uh, but maybe it just wasn't as good of a fit culturally or, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, style of play wise, um, you know, could have been, but it just wasn't. That's one of the Uh, things I've said, you know, I I took out of like looking at the statistics and comparing, you know, Jim, Jim Harbaugh's first four years to, you know, Brady Hoke's tenure, Rich Rodriguez's tenure. You know, people knock Rich Rodriguez and, you know, some of it might be valid, but if, if you look at, what he's able, the, the success they had from season to season, from when he first started to the end of his tenure, I mean, they were headed in the right direction on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the recruiting ranking, his recruiting classes were top 10 at the very end. His offense was a top 10 offense. Now, they were they were slumping defensively, uh, but the, the number of wins increased every season. And you can, in theory, make the argument, and this has been made before, this isn't new ground we're breaking here, but he maybe could deserve another year. Now, what would have happened be after that? You know, I don't know. You know, I, think, I mean, Brady Hope touched that the team with all of Rich Rodriguez mm-hmm. was uh, recruits to uh, an 11, 11 and two season. Wins. Yeah, yeah. So, that was to this day remains the best yeah. season Michigan's had since you know, since Jim Harbaugh's got there. Um, well, yeah. So please check out more. Uh, you know, on on this project. Uh, you know, ademlive.com slash Wolverines. Um, but kind of bringing it. You know, fast forwarding a little bit to the present day. It's Wisconsin week. Um, you know, top 15 showdown mm-hmm. in Madison. Uh, you know, the first, well, the, the biggest test for both teams to date. Uh, you know, it'll be a jump in class for, for Michigan, absolutely. But I, I, you know, argue an even bigger one for Wisconsin, uh, given, you know, who they played, South Florida um, and Central Michigan already. Uh, only team in the country that has not given up a point yet in <laughs> Wisconsin. Uh, they scored 110 themselves. Uh, they've got a Heisman Trophy candidate running back and Jonathan Taylor. Um, they've got the number one ranked defense in the country right now, not just by points, but by yards. Uh, so this this team is looking very, very good. Uh, but we'll see. You know, Michigan Michigan uh, took it to them last year uh, in Ann Arbor. Um, but we'll see. You know, Wisconsin feels they probably feels they have a little bit uh, steadier maybe quarterback play um, this season. Uh, you know, in Michigan's. Well, yeah, so that, that, that sets the scene from Wisconsin yeah. side. Uh, I guess, you know, what do you guys want to talk about as far as Michigan side? Or, we'll know? start, I guess, from the very beginning, and you did a good job digging into this, but, I mean, Michigan enters this week as an underdog for the first time since 2017. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a while. Uh, it's it's clear that, uh, you know, Michigan's offense hasn't impressed people in the first their first two games. I think, you know, they've looked good at times, but there's a lot to, lot to clean up, a lot to improve on. Uh, and that has some folks, I think, nervous right now going in, going in this weekend. This is, I think, and I wrote this this morning and I'm live, but, you know, I don't think it's a season-changing game, but at the same token, I think it's pivotal, pivotal. Mm-hmm. You know, Michigan comes in with, they have a lot to prove offensively. They've Again, you talked about Wisconsin having the, the top-ranked defense. Uh, Michigan has something to prove. They, if they don't come out 
looking good, you know, gelling and, and, and looking like they, like they did in the first half against Middle Tennessee State, there's going to be some folks that are going to be a little concerned. Uh, again, I don't want to say the result of this game is going to determine the Michigan season, but it, it has the possibility of it. You know, I think a win, uh, a win on Saturday does wonders. I think it, it, it kind of pushes out some of that, that doubt or that some, some of that concern and a loss again, brings us right back to I think where we started the, last week. You know, there's a lot of problems with this offense and where do they go from here? So there's this game, I think is going to tell a lot about Michigan, this offense and with how good this team really is. Yeah, you're competing for a big 10 title. Uh, you know, you don't want to lose your first conference no. game. That's never a good sign. Now it's one of the tougher ones. Sure. On the road against one of the better teams, uh, you know, the schedule eases up, uh, uh, you know, at least a little bit, I guess, after that for a couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, um, this will be interesting. I mean, I think a lot a lot of eyes will be on uh, Michigan's offense. You know, we had to submit our uh, – so, you know, as we've, we've discussed on this podcast before, you can check out uh, – you know, Ryan uh, is the, the face uh, in front of the camera for um, our preview videos um, that post – do they post every Thursday? Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday Thursday night. All right, on Um Yeah, so we – you know, but – we submit our picks to, to him so they can match up with the with the graphics. Uh, and, yeah, you'll, you'll all be – All three of us think it's going to be a really close game. Yeah, let's put really. it that way. Initially, we all think it's going to be a very, very tight game. Um, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of questions for Michigan here. Because offensively, I guess if you want to look at the glass half full, you can say, okay, they just had a bye week. Uh, so an extra – now, you know, two weeks between games for the starting quarterback, Shea Patterson, to get healthy. Uh, Potentially, um, several guys get healthy. So I mean, they're waiting sure, for John Green to come back. Donald Beals Jones. There you go. Those are three pretty key offensive players right there. Um, I, I point out Patterson because you know if he's if he's healthy enough that they feel comfortable running him uh, a little bit more. That's an element that was missing in mm-hmm. the in the Army game. Um, you know, and even some somewhat at times against Middle Tennessee. Uh, you look at look at fumbling. Um, you know, so you could just say, okay, this has just been bad luck or fluke or, or whatever. This is something that will turn either way. For the most part, it's something that, you know, is on them to potentially correct. And that's something that has limited the offense um, a lot as well. Uh, and then, yeah, you can point to the fact that maybe Wisconsin, you know, hasn't really been tested against, you know, high level athletes and, you know, Big Ten quality players yet. Um, and, yeah, you know, look at look at how Michigan, you know, dominated that game last year. So that that's the you know that's the bright side, but uh, you know I, I think that we talked about Michigan being an underdog. That's not like oh geez, there's something wacky about that that point spread. Like it's a very fair line uh, given given how Michigan has looked. I, I this think year. if you would have said that before the season, right. though, it would have been right. pretty surprising based off of how hyped Michigan was heading into the year, and uh, Wisconsin was still in the conversation for a, a Big Ten East title uh, or West title. But um, I mean. The way they've started out, and it looks like they've solved their quarterback issues a little bit. Um, now, yeah, the line doesn't seem very surprising I, at all. I think at this point, you have to throw the hype out the window. I mean, if, right before the season, we're going off what could be. We're going off prognostications. We now have to, and again, it still is a small sample size, but working on two games of what we've seen so far. Michigan, and I've written this already. You know, Michigan has shown glimpses of a very efficient, a very explosive offense. I think we saw it in the first half again against Middle Tennessee State, but we've also seen. Them revert back to their conservative play, calling on the ground. We've seen them miss uh, several explosive opportunities in the air. Um, I, I think some. I mean, a lot of that is correctable. A lot of that can be can be um, fixed. It can be improved upon. And I think at, by the end of the season, Michigan will have it down. It's just a matter of how quickly they can get it. And again, I, we talked about this before the season and them kind of you know gelling and, and getting used to this offense. There's still it's still the case. I mean, we spoke with Ben Bredesen earlier this week. 
uh, you know, starting left guard and one of you know, Michigan's offensive captains, you know, he, he, he was pretty frank in his, in his thoughts. He, he said this offense is complicated. I mean, and they're clearly still learning it. You know, penalties have been an issue. Uh, you know, those things, given the bye week, I think they're, they're working to clean that stuff up. Um, but, you know, they are going into Madison. It's their first road game of the season. Uh, it's not exactly a, a quiet atmosphere. So they're going to, I mean, they're going to have their own set of challenges, just, just operating in that, in that new, new open, different environment. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys are both right. That certainly uh, certain books or, or at least, you know, websites put out, you know, point spreads for, they call you know, the games of the year, some of the bigger games before the season. And, you know, Michigan was definitely a favorite in this game, um, you know, before the season, they're favorite in every single one of their games, um, you know, at that point. But right now, you know, you look at what we've seen, uh, you know, would Michigan be a favorite on a neutral field over Notre Dame or Ohio State or, you know, some of the bet, you know, some of these top teams, teams on, yeah. on their on their roster, on their schedule? Like the answer is probably no. Um, I mean, look at these top teams, you know, Oklahoma, LSU, uh, you know, Notre Dame, Alabama, Georgia, like they're all right, right at or you know, very close or over, you know, averaging 50 points a game so far early in the season. And Michigan's just they haven't been there. And, you know, again, talked about they played Army. Uh, you know, it's a more lower possession game and, and mm-hmm. Army might be better or tougher than, you know, people give them credit for. But uh, the fact is there, there's a lot of problems. The ball's been on the floor a lot and they have, uh, you know, a lot of penalties and things like that. But, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to, I mean, it's going to, I think it's something, like I said earlier, so at some point they're going to get this all cleaned up, they're going to get it figured out. It's just a matter of when and how soon it is. Uh, you know, they, I, I think coming off the bye is going to help them. They've had a week. But, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a road game. It is a Big Ten team, so I think it's a different level of competition. I think this Wisconsin team might be better than some folks think they are, were. If you, mm-hmm. if you recall, I mean, before the season even started, you know, the Big Ten preseason media poll came out. Wisconsin, I don't believe, was even the top two in the Big Ten West. Uh, and right now, they're, right now they're looking like the, the cream of the crop there. So it is early. I mean, we're only working with two games. But uh, Michigan's going to be tested on Saturday. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, and I think it's going to be a telltale sign of what this, how good or how, you know, how not good mm-hmm. this, this team is. Any other, any other thoughts as far as, you know, the, you know, get too deep into the predictions, watch the video for the, the final number, but. Well, uh, my uh, office fantasy football team's 2-0, and oh, so, I mean, that part's pretty cool. <laughs> that's great. Um, Bask- keep they, keep thank you mind. for not joining that, boys. I'm, I'm curious to see how Michigan, and we've been talking a lot about the offense, but. The defensive, defensively, I'm curious to see how 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 well Michigan or does how well they don't you know contain Jonathan Taylor. I mean, right. he's one of the best running backs in the country. He he rushed for about a hundred, a little over 100 yards last year against Michigan. When generally, I thought Michigan's lines held up pretty well. Um, you know, I think Michigan has a, has a very good. I mean, sorry, Wisconsin has a pretty good quarterback, John Jake Jack Cohn. Mm-hmm. Um, Harbaugh has been complimentary of him all week. He was a guy that was recruited by Michigan in high school. Uh, Michigan, I think Wisconsin has, a, has some weapons on offense. So it's not just Wisconsin's defense that's that, that's good here. I mean, Michigan's going to have its hands full on both sides of the football. And if they give up some big explosive plays uh, that requires their offense to, to come back, then I think that's when they're really going to be in trouble. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, if they can make Wisconsin one-dimensional like they did last year, then that, that changes things. It almost doesn't matter how good Taylor is if uh, – I mean, Wisconsin could essentially not complete a pass in that game last year. It was it yeah. was really rough. Um, of course, Michigan doesn't have all the same uh, you know Players. personnel that they, they they did in that game. So um, 
know, will be interesting to see. It is a uh, noon Eastern time kickoff on Fox. It was so 11 a.m., uh, you know, local time in Madison. Um, but, yeah, um, we, can, we can talk a little bit about basketball recruiting if you want. It's uh, – um, what do we got? What do we got? It's a, you know, there's not any uh, specific news other than to say, you know, keep your eye, keep your eye on MLive.com. There will, you know, there, there could be decisions coming up soon. You know, some of these players are starting to make their um, commitment announce, announcements, um, and Michigan has a lot of a lot of lines in the water, so to speak. Um, you know, trying to lure some big fish. If we're just going to continue the fishing metaphor here, um, uh, so nice. so yeah, they're going after you know five star kids, you know, or, or some of the higher ranked four stars, um, and they haven't, uh, you know, they've missed on some, I guess, so far. Some some players that they had scholarship offers out to uh, have have committed elsewhere, but uh, I wouldn't say Michigan's like behind or, or anything like that. Realistically, um, it's too early to say. Realistically, um, did, how many of these kids do they have a legitimate shot at? That's my question. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're obviously going up against the Kentuckys. And, Correct. And the, and, right. There are, for example, that that's where, you know, the most recent, uh, you know, player that they had offered to committed to was Kentucky. Um, and there's, there's definitely at least one other out there, you know, who has gone as far as saying like Kentucky was his dream school. It's basically like once that offer comes, then Michigan is in trouble. Um, yeah. There's other players who they're competing with, you know, with, with Duke, for example. And that's always a, a tough, a tough head to head battle as well. Um, but they've gotten these kids to campus. I don't, you know, these kids aren't just visiting for the sake of it. Um, so uh, they're, 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 they're in it. Um, so yeah, I'd say, you know, there's, you know, two or three of these, you know, really high level kids that um, they have a little legitimate shot at. Um, uh, yeah, they certainly have. Uh, it, it's, it'll be very interesting to see, um, you know, Joan Howard's uh, success rate and sort of his, his approach as, as he goes, because uh, he is. At the end of the day, too, all it takes is landing one, one or even, you know, one right. of these kids yeah. to, to change the way the change the program. Right. They could be you know, one of the best players in the country and you know, get to the NBA in one or two years. And so, it, it, all it takes, especially basketball, people forget football is you know it's, it's an eleven man sport. Right. I mean, it's you need everyone to, to pull their weight in basketball. Very much, just one or two, two man, one or two guys can change the game. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see, uh, but we'll, you know, we'll be getting into it. More people have asked me when practice starts and things like that. Um, you know, under the predecessor, his predecessor, John Beeline, you know, when practice started didn't mean uh, all that much as, uh, you know, he was pretty guarded with his stuff. And, you know, I saw what, three or four practices and, you know, my previous two years covering the team. Could things could be different with Juwan Howard? I don't know. Um, but either way, you know, early October is when they start to do things. We'll have media, media day, um, you know, coming up in early October, early October as well. Um, and yeah, then you know, first exhibition game late, late October, and real season starting early November, and off and running. Um, Speaking of John Beeline, uh, Jim Harbaugh mentioned him a couple times this week in interviews. Apparently, he was back in Ann Arbor over the weekend in his grandson's flag football game. Okay, against Celine. Uh, Harbaugh said he had a little conversation with him. I think it was Sunday afternoon on the on the sidelines of the field. Uh, I guess Beeline was t- telling him. Uh, I guess they were talking about the football team's upcoming game against Wisconsin, and Beeline made a point of saying that. You know, their basketball teams that would always reload with guys that you didn't expect, and they're always deep and talented. And Harbaugh was like, "Yep, yeah, that's basically sounds like the Wisconsin football team." So yep, were, yeah. Even if it's not NFL guys or right. NBA guys, yeah. in that case, they're just consistently good. I agree. There, there definitely are some comparisons there. Beeline certainly always respected that Wisconsin program and found them, you know, tough to tough to beat. Um, yeah, no, that uh, that uh, it makes a lot a lot of sense for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that wraps it up for this uh, 
episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. This station is Bank. Change here for the Central, Waterloo, and City lines. Please mind the gap when exiting the train. And please, 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 be careful on the platform. The Nobody Zone. The truth and legend of an Irish underground killer. A new six-part true crime podcast from RTE and Third Ear. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.